podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Good afternoon, good morning, good day to you. Wherever you are around the world, welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. My name's Eddie Nesta. I'm here in London here and I'm happy to tell you that the man, the real man, Robin is back to back up Batman. How are you, Robin? Sorry, I mean, uh, Robert, how are you? I'm delighted to be reunited with you, my Cape Crusader friend. Ah, I've got my underpants over my trousers, uh, just waiting for you to start your thing. Uh, so much to yeah. talk about. What's the weather like in Manchester, mate? Glorious. Absolutely glorious, as usual. You know, <laughs> tropical. I've never believed a word you've said. That's why that doll left you. We'll move on from that. Anybody who's <laughs> been a long-time listener uh, will know about Robert and that doll. This season, the Manchester United Red Cross is backed by Ladbrokes. If you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another 20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.unitedredcast.com. So, Robert, I think uh, 4-1 and 4-0 were the predictions last week. We had it on the button. It wasn't you. Wow. Because you don't make good predictions like that. No, you don't seriously think I was involved in that, do you? Anything as accurate as that predictions-wise. But but Swansea is the type of game we expect to win. It's only in the last three years or so that we've come to not necessarily expect to win any game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they, they, they... They've beaten us, you know, in, in recent years. Uh, so it, it wasn't it wasn't the sort of fixture we could take for granted uh, long ago. But we went into it in a very bullish mood, obviously because of the West Ham result was so encouraging previously. And although it possibly didn't reach the heights of the West Ham performance, obviously the results certainly reached the heights. It was and it was a fantastic result for us so brilliant to be six points plus eight on the goal difference we couldn't have wished for any more conceded absolutely nothing uh so i mean this time last year we were talking weren't we about you know what was our best field misfield did we have a defense and i'm Mm. sure we'll get into that uh but you know let's talk about lukaku because i watch uh chelsea's uh morato moreno whatever his name is Mm. uh, miss a goal that i i wouldn't have expected lukaku to miss Uh, he was quiet for 18 minutes and then did his uh a dirty deed. That that's what a striker does, right? Assassin. Predator. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly what that's what finishers do. That's what we relied on. You don't expect them to be involved for ninety minutes at the, in the heart of the game. It's just those it's those key little moments. They're they're the they're the sort of moments that, that win you matches at that level. And so I, I think he's he's had an exceptional start. He's done everything expected of him so far. He's seems rather seamlessly to um you know got into the you know, uh, Developed with the team, you know, his, his working relationship with the likes of Pogpo and Mkhitaryan looks very, very encouraging. So no, he, he must be delighted. It's a relief. Because I must admit, when we signed him, I sort of thought, yeah, we need no, a striker. Yeah. It's guaranteed. Do you not remember the last pod of last year? I'll be honest with you. Did, did you yeah. remember the last pod of last year uh, when you and Curly laughed at yeah. me because I said, that's the way I thought it was going. You told me he's not a Manchester United dad, 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 dad. In fact, I, I, I could tell you now, you made, curly. No, you made me feel silly. You did. No, you tried to embarrass I, me. I was concerned. And obviously we were rather wounded creatures at the end of last season. Yeah, after no, what fight, happened at the Fighting each other and all that. And we, let's be honest, we've had a few sort of big names arrive in recent years. I've quite cut the mustard. So I was expressing a note of caution. I'm delighted to say that it seems that caution was misplaced because as of now, as long as he stays fit, it looks like the man has got goals in him. It's been a really 
you know, having, you know, again, for last season, all, a number of times when we were dominating games and only coming away with a point. Yeah, that at the moment, we haven't got that point anymore. And a lot of that has been down to Lukaku. Yeah, you say that. And yet you would always say that Zlatan probably leads the line better than Lukaku. And Zlatan mm. scored 28 goals in all competition. So I, though I agree with you, when I analyse it and break it down, what you're saying doesn't quite make sense. No, and I wonder, it's an interesting one with Zlatan because he was playing in, let's be honest, a fairly misfiring, underperforming Manchester United team. He was fantastic. He did everything that was expected of him. It was, it was a brilliant season for Zlatan before his injury. But let's be honest, a lot of the players around him weren't really up, up to speed, were they? I mean, we relied on, overly relied on him for goals. What I've noticed now, I'm not sure if Lukaku can take the credit for this, but this season, of course, suddenly some of those other players are really stepping up to the plate around him. Pogba already on two goals. Martial already on two goals. Mkhitaryan looks a lot more dangerous. Rashford hasn't scored yet, but he's, he's looked very, very lively. It just seems to me that the balance of the team looks better. Now, my, that may just be because it's that Mourinho's had more time to work with the players. It might not be to do with Lukaku, but it's certainly at the moment that there's, there's uh, yeah. been a big, big progress made. I, I think, you know, yesterday, last week we were talking about the fact that, you know, Pogba is walking around like he bought the team, like he is the team, like uh, yeah. the, the swagger. Uh, it, it, it's a long time since I've seen anybody walk onto the team, onto the pitch for Man United with I am the best player in the world. And I just orchestrate. And that's how, and he looks like he, if you look at the tapes that come out, excuse me, I'm aging myself, uh, some of the footage that comes out of the jokes they play on each other, uh, he's given Rashford confidence. I think it's the midfield, actually, Bobby, because if, if you think of it this way, Matic is happy to do the dirty work and Mkhitaryan yeah. looks like he's providing the ammunition, which allows yeah. Pogba to get nearer to Lukaku. And Lukaku seems like he quite likes working with Rashford. Now, if you put all those things together, Martial has something to prove. I should not be on the bench, so I'm going to show you. Then, mm. then, it, then it starts to come together. You've got Bailly back in the team on a regular basis trying yeah. to stop Jones from getting himself injured in the meantime. You've got Tito, who's now the captain of the team, leading by example. You've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world. You have speed. You have talent in Lingard off the bench. It does look like a Mourinho team, doesn't it? It does. The Mourinho's teams famously, we often talk about the spine. Manchester United's spine has looked a bit wobbly in recent years. You just go through the centre of the party, those players you just mentioned. You look De Gea, Bailly. Matic, Pogba, Lukaku. Suddenly that just looks, you know, that really does look the business. I think you're right with the, about the midfield. And we've been waffling on about this for sort of three or four years, that United desperately needed a top-class, defensive, intelligent midfielder. I hope Schweinsteiger was going to be that player. I hope Schneidlin was going to be that player. Neither of them were. But Matic, it seems, just is, is, is ticking all the boxes. He seems to fit the bill. He's had an extremely encouraging start. And he just gives such balance to the team, as you say, giving Pogba that essential freedom, protecting the back four at the same time, really good on the ball creatively. I, I think he's been he's been as, as, as important as Lukaku in terms of our new additions so far. Oh, oh absolutely. And we've got the yeah. new boy who's not even had a pop yet. He's not even had a look in, has he? No, he's not. But I mean, he, and he had a, a fair, fairly sort of patchy... Uh, pre-season and it'll probably just take a bit of time for him to develop I mean Mourinho's um, 
taste in defenders is normally pretty good. I think it might just take him some time to adapt. I think I said a couple of weeks ago, if I remember years ago, uh, watch, as a kid watching Gary Palace to make his debut for United. He was, he was a bit of a disaster at first. Patrice Everett struggling against Liverpool. Sometimes it takes time to get into team. Look, Mkhitaryan last season got the similar treatment, didn't he? He was, you know, pulled off um, you know, shortly after his debut against Manchester City. So sometimes it takes players a while just to settle into the team. But I'm confident Mourinho's taste in defenders, as I say. So I imagine he'll feature at some point. I'm just pleased at the moment. I like the look of Bailly and Jones. I say Jones with caution because I know as soon as I say that, he's probably going to bump into someone or run into a goalpost or something and be injured for six weeks. But hopefully, hopefully, that's going to that's be a steady back four for a while. And, and, and what you've got there is probably what a team like Arsenal um, lacks, which is, you know, Rojo will come back and expect to be yeah. in that team. Mata, uh, you know, where was he? Herrera came back, you know, uh, mm. y- y- you'll get, uh, I suppose, the floppy-haired one at some point will go, don't just mm. bring me in to block up again, because that's how he's, I thought he was going to go, but he, he stayed and Marino mm. quite likes the way he spoils play. Yeah, he's used him. And I have to say, I mean, I've been one of the, you know, Fellaini detractors in, in recent years but I'd say to, not that I ever doubted he's not a top professional player I just I just was pretty dubious that, he was, that that was the sort of direction Manchester United should be going in I have to say though Mourinho as we, towards the end of last season and certainly at the beginning of this one has used him in a very pragmatic way it's not the way you'd want to see Manchester United play all the time but to have someone coming on who can break up play, who can cause a bit of chaos or discomfort to the opposition, um, is, is obviously a useful tool to have. So I think they've used him. Uh, they've used him pretty well. Yeah, I mean, here, here we go. We're used to him scoring one and parking the bus. I mean, you, you, yeah. if you're an opposing manager, you don't want him to go in front. And yet, what happened was he, he let the horses have fun. I think is the quote or something like that. Yeah. Ta- ta- tactical decision made by Swansea in order to try and get back in the game, and there was it: bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and I think Mourinho has also got a bit of a bee in his bonnet that he he really resents the idea that he's going to turn Manchester United into a inverted commas boring club. I mean, I know whenever whenever anyone's asked him about the. Um, you know, Manchester United's defence, he, he, he's basically been stressing the fact it's more important to, uh, you know, to score one more goal than the opposition. He's really trying to shed that image. I mean, he has, there's a shackles are off Manchester United at the moment. I think because now he's got that foundation in place with that strong defence, with Matic as the key defensive midfielder, I think then your, your flair players can flourish a lot more easily. It's far more easy to be a bit more extravagant and bold as you play going forward when you know you've got a solid base at the back. Last season with our midfield, we never we never really had that. We had Herrera, you know, doing very, very well at playing that defensive midfield role, even though it didn't particularly suit him. He did his very best at it, but it's still the balance certainly wasn't nowhere near as good as it is now. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the uh, Blins, the Rojos, and uh, uh, I dare say the Luke Shaws also. He can't win with yeah. a team of 11. Marino, he, he has to have a squad. Uh, when we come back, we'll find out just how high... Manchester United can go this year. Uh, this is the Manchester United Redcast. We'll be back in a mo. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. 
Welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast, talking about what appears to be the most fantastic team at the minute. Uh, maybe getting back to those old heights, our best start for over a hundred years. My name is Eddie Nesta. Robert Meakin is in Manchester. Bang four. Bang four. Are you losing that famous self-control and caution that we've uh, been listening to for the last five years, Robert? I am. And I think, as you said earlier, I mean, that, that comes with you know, having our fingers burnt uh, in recent years. I mean, I, I was very excited when the likes of Falcao arrived, when Di Maria arrived. I thought that was the beginning of the new Manchester United era. You know, I thought last season that maybe when, even though Zlatan performed really well, I thought that could have been the beginning of us here really challenging for the title. Both times I was a bit <laughs> premature, to put it mildly. So I have been cautious. But uh, I so but so far I've been obviously delighted and say the, the balance of the team is so blindingly better than it was previously. There there is obvious room for for genuine optimism. Now how far that really translates, we do have to remember this was West Ham United who were pretty poor, and Swansea. this was Swansea who you know fell away at the end. Who sold their, who best, sold their play, best player just before the game? Yeah, exactly. But you beat what's in front of you, and we've beaten both sides well, and that is encouraging. But they're going to be far sterner tests ahead. United have done everything they can so far, but we know there are bigger tests around the corner. Are you happy with the squad? I'd like us to um, I'm, I'm still land another wide man if possible. I say that because if for argument's sake, if we take Zlatan out of the equation for the moment, you know, we'll discuss later whether he's going to come back or not. At the moment, we've got Lukaku as our first choice, number nine. If Lukaku is injured, I'm guessing Rashford presently is a choice, or possibly Martial. But both those players are being used on the flanks presently. So I think it leaves us a bit shy with our wide players. So Lingard? I, like his, I think Lingard's a decent squad player, but I would, I, in terms of a premiership um, challenge, I would, I would see him not much more than that. I'd like to see another top draw wide it's man. It's so interesting uh, that you said it. it. Didn't he just get offered a new contract? Isn't he signed a 75 he did. He did. grand He's done a very contract? well. He certainly did. He's done very well out of it. I would, I would just say, I would, for my money, for what it's worth, I think that um, Martial and Rashford, both in fits and starts, of course, form-wise, last year, I would say, I, I would argue that they are more gifted footballers. Uh, but I, I think Lingard is a very good player, and I still, I think he's a, 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 an asset to Manchester United. Going forward, in terms of Manchester United challenging to win things like the Premiership and the Champions League with Rashford playing on the right, I would argue that he's probably not at that level. Right, and, and that rules out the people like the Ashley Youngs and stuff. So do we have to get rid yeah. of a few then? I don't know. Because I mean, I mean, it's surprisingly it's how few people have gone. Yeah, I think Mourinho feels if he, if he really wants to you know, have a strong run in the Champions League, go for it in the Premiership, I think he's, he's comfortable with it. I don't, I'd be surprised if there are too many more departures. I think he... he I mean, we'll see with Ashley Young he's a sort of player again he trusts as a utility player. Maybe he's quite... I, strikes me he's quite happy with his squad as it is to be honest are you Robert I didn't ask you about Mourinho oh Mourinho am I are you well yeah I mean because we're I think with the injuries we still we're waiting on um, Shaw and Rojo still to come back so we can't really be uh, I don't think we can be parting company with too many more defenders recently I was rather surprised actually the Foster Mensa was let go and yeah, on loan. Yeah, we talked I about we that last week. In. Interesting Yeah, decision. but um, otherwise, I would argue possibly, you know, that maybe Ashley Young has, has, has run his race. But as I say, we're a bit short of left-sided players at the moment. So maybe that's something to address in yeah. January. 
Uh, that aside, no, I'm quite. Um, I've come around to accept the fact that Fellaini is going to be used for the time being, at least on a tactical level. As long as he's not starting every week, then I can sort of accept that. How high um, can he go? How high, how high can, can Man United go? Right now, I would say, I imagine that the, the title is between Manchester City, Chelsea and Manchester United. At the start of the season, I would say that Manchester City would consider them to be favourites. I, mean, I think pretty much they're playing um, as we're doing this show. Uh, so we might have a big, you know, more of an idea how that team is forming. In the, and in he's, the, he's been able to do week. it quietly in a way, hasn't he? Yeah, he was very efficient with his in the, in the transfer market. Yeah, he's a top class manager. I was surprised how average they were last season, judging by their squad, judging by their manager. I cannot believe they are going to be as bad as they were last season. So they have to be considered a big, big challenge to the Premiership and possibly still favourite. Well, hold on a minute. Can you believe in this football mad kind of crazy, psychotic world? Did you see who they've just bid for and had a bid turned down? Tell me. Johnny Evans. Oh, yes, I did hear that. Yes. So I thought I'd hallucinated that really did happen, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it was final proof to me, even more than the, the, the Neymar thing, that football has gone crazy. Yeah, and just the, the, the prices of, uh, of players we might, you know, sit in our armchairs, might consider to be reasonably average premiership performers. And then you see the sort of money that you know, they, they can fetch. It, it, can be, it can be staggering at times. I mean, in defence of Johnny Evans, I always thought it was a really good uh, you know, technical footballer and a good centre-back for us. He just he was in at a time when he couldn't break into the team and he was overtaken yeah, obviously by a couple of other rivals. Yeah, so good luck to him if he could land a deal there. Cause, you know, but um, I, well, I was certainly surprised. I don't think you were the only person. So tell me again, <laughs> what are you expecting as a barest minimum for Manchester United this year? The barest minimum will be third, I think. Because I think we will be better than last season. I also think that we're in a stronger place than Liverpool, obviously, you know, with their star player potentially going. I think we're stronger than Arsenal. I think we're going to be stronger than What can I stop you there? I'll let you go back on it. Just let me stop you there because you talk about their strongest player going. I imagine you're talking about Philip Coutinho, right? Uh, The the bid has been turned down, 114 million. But having him there and does it equate in any way, shape or form to having, let's say, and unhappy because regardless of how he plays and how professional he is we all know the England captain and former star of Manchester United does not want to be sitting on the bench and having him around is like having a dark cloud however he is you know he doesn't want to be there and he doesn't want to be no matter how professional he is so my question really is having somebody there who doesn't want to be there or around whom people feel slightly uncomfortable, d- d- does that create a negative kind of feeling? And having Wayne Rooney go, maybe that frees up Pogba to act like the governor. Oh, with Pog- absolutely. I think, I mean, I know Rooney was a, you know, really divided opinion in recent years. I mean, I, he, was, he was clearly a spent force at Manchester United by last season, let's be honest, you know, before then. Uh, really, so I think I think it has I think it has been positive. It's just it's just unlocked unlocked things a bit in the squad. We don't have that awkward political thing of the of the club captain 
on the fringes trying to get into the team, hogging the media line, right? You know, through no fault of his own a lot of the time. But so much of the debate was he's, what's happening with Rain Rooney. You well, know? You, you, we don't, we, I like you. You make me laugh. I forget how much you make me laugh until you come back on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we don't have uh, the team captain being on the fringes of the team. Who, who's the team captain this year? Well, exactly. It's Valencia, isn't it? No. Valencia. Well, no. Michael Carrick. Yeah. Mike, well, I know. Michael Carrick by. <laughs> let's be honest. Michael Carrick and Wayne Rooney are very different beasts. So no, I'm talking about I, I a high-profile media creature. No, I get that. But, yeah. but yeah, it was yeah, quite yeah. fun. Please allow me to have a laugh, please, Rob. Yeah. We used to know, have a laugh. Why don't we laugh? We anymore? used to have a laugh in the old days. I know. I'd say that, uh, I mean, I think with Rooney, I always, I was always considered someone who defended him. And I did a bit because it used to. When people used to sort of slam him even like three years ago, my argument always was Manchester United are a pretty average team right now. And in fact, he wasn't, he wasn't our biggest problem. I think since in the last couple of years when then the Mourinho has arrived, other players have come in and he just simply was in the way of the team developing and moving forward. So I'm pleased for him. He's gone back to the club he loves the most, which is Everton. And I'm pleased Manchester United can go forward without him. And we, and we let him go with a ble- So just finally, you think the minimum is third. Do we need to win anything or have we turned into Tottenham Hotspur who would consider no. winning third? Oh, oh, I, I still I still think, you know, I think Mourinho would be, I mean, I said this before, I think he'd be very, very um, unhappy indeed if Manchester United came away empty-handed this season. Mourinho, for all his cautious talk right now, which is understandable, I think believes that Manchester United have a, have a real chance of winning the title and I do as well. History tells us so uh, that when it, he is in front, like he is now, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, second spell at Chelsea's second year. Uh, second year is when he does it. I think it's when he did it at Real Madrid. He does it everywhere he goes. Uh, let's hope we can keep that. Robert, we've come to our bandwidth, uh, man. You've been fantastic. Uh, as always, uh, the Manchester United Redcast. Uh, we will be back in just a few uh, days' time, uh, and we'll be analysing and scrutinising. Uh, do we have a chance of beating Leicester? Former champions, of course. And what about the Champions League? What might our draw be? Uh, But for now, it's left for me to say, come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.